Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Did you know that you can now buy a furniture polish that contains not one drop of dust-catching oil? It's called Johnson's Cream Wax, and it's made by the makers of the famous Johnson's Wax, especially for your furniture and light-colored woodwork. Believe me, you're going to like Johnson's Cream Wax. It's quite different from any polish you've ever tried. You see, this creamy white liquid polishes with wax instead of oil. So it not only gives your furniture and light-colored woodwork rich, wax-polished beauty, it also leaves a hard, dry finish to which dust and dirt can't stick. Occasional dusting keeps your cream-waxed furniture shining clean. And here's another nice thing you'll like about Johnson's Cream Wax. It has amazing cleaning power. Fingerprints and dirt completely vanish while you polish. Cream wax will give sparkling beauty to your refrigerator and other white kitchen equipment, too. Try it. Johnson's Cream Wax to bring out the beauty of the home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. The Wistful Vista Gazette is running a series of articles on the daily lives of typical local citizens. So naturally, the first one they'd interview would be a man who is a social and civic leader, a captain of industry, and one of the city's favorite sons. Yep, that's the one they ran last week. This week, they're going way out in left field to interview Fibber McGee and Molly. That's right, Mrs. Toops. Clementine Clark's column in the Gazette. Yes, McGee and me. How's that? Oh, she wants to spend the day with us and write it up. Yes, any minute now. Be sure and read it tomorrow. Goodbye, Mrs. Soup. <laughs> McGee, I think she's jealous. <laughs> well, Nats, the only time the Toops has ever made the papers was the time Mort stooped over to pick up a nickel at the Bonton and got his necktie caught in the escalator. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? It tossed him right on his kisser in the gent's underwear. <laughs> you saw the headlines. Escalator throws man on osculator. <laughs> hey, what time's that what's-your-name from the Gazette do, Molly? Uh, Clementine Clark. Yeah. Uh, she didn't say exactly, dearie, just sometime this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, I'm so excited. <laughs> Imagine us getting written up in the paper. Yeah, well, I want to get this desk littered up good here now. Give it that new look. I just cleaned that desk up, McGee. That's okay. I got it messed up good now. As soon as the doorbell rings, you let her in, see? I'll be working on my novel here, and I'll turn around... Your novel? You know my novel, Molly. The one I started in high school. Oh. (laughs) Now, McGee, the woman doesn't want us to do anything unusual. She wants a story of just an average day with us. Oh, my gosh, you know me, Molly. I never had an average day in my life. (laughs) There's always something. I'll give her plenty to write about, though. Don't you worry. Well, I only hope you don't... Oh, here she comes. Quick. Where's my novel? Oh, here it is. My pencil. Where's my pencil? I gotta have a pencil. Behind your ear. Here. Oh, which ear? Oh, my gosh. She's coming. I want to look. Oh, here it is. Okay, okay. Let her in. Come in. Hello there, kid. Oh, my... 
Hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. We thought you were somebody else. You did? Yeah. Must be the way I got my hair combed different, daughter. You like it parted in the middle like this, kid? <laughs> yes. Very nice. Yeah, that's a swell part you got there, all right. Must be six inches wide. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like I got more skin on my head than I used to, Johnny. <laughs> you ever stop to think maybe your hair is getting thinner? Hair getting thinner? <laughs> you ever hear of hair getting fat? <laughs> no kidding, you ought to do something about it, old-timer. Ever try Bay Rum? Yeah, it's no good, Johnny. Huh? I've tried it lots of times. And all it does is give me the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> Say, you kids are expecting somebody. Who? <laughs> a reporter from the Gazette, Mr. Oldtimer She's coming to interview us Is that so? Yeah I used to be in the newspaper racket myself, kid Yeah? Yep, I was the first girl reporter in Chicago Girl reporter? Yep I reported a girl for picking my pocket, Johnny <laughs> A policeman come up and he made her give me back my Mickey Mouse watch and all three wallets <laughs> Three wallets. My gosh, you were lucky to get all of them back. I sure was, Johnny. I'd always wanted a wallet, too. <laughs> well, I worked around a newspaper office myself at one time, running errands and stuff. I didn't know that, dearie. Yeah. What were you, a printer's devil? I guess so. They were always telling me to go straight to... A McGee! <laughs> huh? <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But even if you'd have finished it, that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> Cub reporter down at the newspaper. Is that so, says Tullyfeller. Wonderful what they can train them bears to do, ain't it? <laughs> oh, sorry, kids. I had a joke when I left the house. I must have mislaid it. Come on. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and Peggy O'Neill.
does my hair look, McGee? Miss Clark ought to be here pretty soon. Oh, you look great, kiddo. I'm ready to be interviewed any time now myself, too. I got my novel laid out here. A few old telegrams scattered around the desk. No cablegrams? No, I don't want to exaggerate. Boy, oh boy, this town will really sit up when they read the story she pries out of me. Just imagine the headline. Fibber McGee, prominent author, sportsman, artist, sculptor... Oh, hey, sculptor. Where's my modeling clay, Molly? I gotta have my modeling clay. Oh, out the... McGee, no, huh? please, now. I put that stuff up in the attic the last time I scraped it off the Davenport. Oh. <laughs> well, I can get it later. I hope you didn't muss it up, though. I was working on a thing of Doc Gamble. Sort of a bust. A brave confession. <laughs> boy, will Doc ever be jealous when he sees all the publicity we're getting tomorrow. Oh, boy. He'll burn up like a bride's toast. <laughs> well, when the lady interviews us now, dearie, let's be honest with her. Let's just be ourselves. What? And, and have the interview come out dull? <laughs> no, sir. These papers want color, kiddo. And I'm going to give them color. Boy, when... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's her, McGee. My yes? goodness. Oh. I'm so... I'm so, so, so... Uh, come in. How do you do? I'm Miss Clark from the Gazette. Oh, come right in, Miss Clark. I'm Mrs. McGee, of course, and this is my husband, Mr. McGee. Uh, dearie, here's Miss Clark. Uh, dearie. Oh, oh, I beg... Oh, I didn't hear someone come in. Excuse me. What was that name again? Clark. Clementine Clark. I hope I'm not interrupting. Oh, oh not at all, Miss Clark. Expecting you. Busy working on my novel and didn't hear you. <laughs> you know how it is, working on a novel. <laughs> Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, what's the name of your book, Mr. McGee? Well, that's the part he's working on. <laughs> Let me have your things, Miss Clark. Oh, thank you. Now, you go right ahead and ask me questions, Miss Clark. I know you're anxious to know all about me, of course. Well, I was born in a little white house on the top of Kickapoo Hill, just outside of Peoria, and it was in the... Uh, if you don't mind, Mr. McGee, I'd like to just visit with you and Mrs. McGee for a while. Just sort of get the atmosphere of your home. Ah. Oh. Well, it'll be better as soon as he gets through with that cigar, Miss Clark. Huh? Throw it out, McGee. What? Oh, well, I'll lay it on the ashtray. It'll go out itself. <laughs> I hope you'll just go ahead with your regular routine, both of you, with whatever you usually do. I'll tag along and write about it as I see it. Okay, but don't be bashful about asking questions now. I can talk to you on any subject. And he will, too. You betcha. Art, literature, politics, diplomatics... World affairs? Well, we're always interested in our readers' reactions to the uh, European situation, Mr. McGee. I'd like to jot yours down. How do you feel about the Marshall Plan? I'm glad you asked me that, sis. <laughs> I'm in favor of it. Yes, sir. The only way to buy things on credit is the Marshall Plan. I wouldn't go to any other financial... Oh, no. <laughs> Dearie, that's the Morris plan. Oh. oh, the Marshall plan. Sure, that's the plan for European relief. Yes. Oh, that Marshall plan. Well, the way I look at it, sis, if Marshall likes it, it's good enough for me. Very nicely stated. Yes, sir. Any guy that can make as much money in Wall Street as J.P. Marshall ought to know how to handle it. Uh, I, uh, I think you're thinking of J.P. Morgan, Miss McGee. Oh, what did I say, Marshall? I meant to say, Morgan. A good man, Morgan. I'll vote for him. You can print that, sis. I hope you wrote all that down, Miss Clark. I doubt if we could do it that way again. <laughs> say, uh, would you like to come... Oh, I think that's Mr. Williams, McGee. Uh, come in. That's the weatherman, Mrs. Clark. Lives next door. Hi, Foggy, old man. Hello, Mr. Williams. Hello, Mrs. McGee. And Mr. McGee. Well, Miss Clark. How are you, Miss Williams? Oh, you two know each other, huh? Oh, yes. We see each other at the Gazette. 
Quite a surprise finding you here, though, Miss Clark. I thought you only interviewed people of interest. Uh, I mean, I thought you were doing stories about important... Hasn't the weather been lovely sometimes? And Miss Clark is going to do a story about us, Mr. Williams. Yeah, did you ever have the he- make the headlines yourself, Foggy? Oh, yes, yes, Mr. McGee. I remember it quite well. Yeah? I predicted rain three days in a row, and it rained every day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah that's awfully good predicting, Mr. Williams. You must have some wonderful instruments. <laughs> May I tell you a little secret? Yeah. My instruments were broken that week, and I called my shots from my uncle's rheumatism. (laughs) Nice running into you here, Mr. Williams. Have you lived next door to Mr. McGee very long? Why, let me see now. The first week I moved here, he borrowed my hammer and some shingle nails. The next week, shingles. Then there was the folding ruler and eight feet of gas pipe week. Ten feet. I got another piece after you went to work. Oh, oh, pardon me. Uh, then the snow shovel, lawnmower, and beach umbrella. The weather was uncertain that week. I never take any chances. Then there was the week he borrowed the rug out of the front hall. Rug out of your hall? What on earth did Well, he... I believe he wanted to get under his car to grease it, Mrs. McGee. That's right, that's right. I had on a clean shirt of Foggy's. <laughs> and the leg off our card table to replace one he broke on his own. That makes ten weeks. Good heaven. Have I only been living next door for ten weeks? Seems like... Well, uh, I must get home and check my groundhog. Good day, probably. Very nice chap. A little self-centered, of course, but quite nice. (laughs) He keeps a groundhog. Oh, we got lots of friends. Uh, (laughs) yes. Well, I'd like some information on a Now you take Doc Gamble, for instance. He's a doctor. He's known me so long, he can't stand me. Very jealous type of guy. When he sees this big story on me in the paper tomorrow, boy, will he blow a fuse. (laughs) Yes. Um... Mrs. McGee, suppose you tell me a little about yourself for a change. Just general information about... Me? Oh. (laughs) There isn't anything to tell about me, Miss Clark, really. I'm just a housewife. I don't... Well, housewives are important, too, kiddo. Yes, sir. If it wasn't for you, I couldn't have done lots of the things I've done. Why, I mind one time... Excuse me, Miss Clark. Come in. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Come in, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, Miss Clark, this is Mr. Wilcox. Mr. Wilcox, Miss Clementine Clark. How do you do, Miss Clark? Hello. Doing a story on us, Junior, for the Gazette. Feature article. Oh, I've been reading your current series, Miss Clark. Very interesting. Thank you. I'm just trying to get Mrs. McGee to give me an angle for her side of the story here. The housewife's angle is pretty important, you know. It certainly is, and I'm happy to see it eliminated. Eliminated? Uh, What's eliminated, Mr. Wilcox? The housewife's angle. You see, she used to be all bent over, scrubbing the kitchen linoleum. (laughs) But now she just stands up straight, spreading Johnson's self-polishing glow coat around with a long-handled appliance. And watching it dry in 20 minutes or less to a brilliant, gleaming finish that keeps her linoleum much more beautiful, with much less work and worry. (sighs) Uh, You've discovered in your interviews, Miss Clark, that a housewife's very first interest is her home, of course. Her home? How about her husband? Well, he ought to be interested in it, too. He lives in it. Uh. And if a husband is interested in his home and in his wife, he won't let her keep house without Johnson's glow coat. When he sees the handsome, glistening finish of a glow-coated kitchen floor and the bright, happy sparkle it puts in the eyes of his wife, he'll insist she use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat always. 
He'd be a heel if he didn't. Uh, look, uh, Omaha. Yes, pal. You've always been welcome here, haven't you? Why, I think so, pal. Well, let's not take any chances with a beautiful friendship, son. Nice to have seen you. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So long. Goodbye. <laughs> Isn't he nice, Miss Clark? Yes. Uh, what was he talking about, anyhow? <laughs> Search me, sis. He comes in here every week and goes on like that. We think he's a salesman of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, where were we now? Oh, yeah. I was saying that writing, sports, art, and politics are just a few of my talents, sis. You see, I got what you might call many faucets to my personality. You shouldn't let them all run at once, though. You're drowning us with talent. Yes. Now, I can spare it. Now, you take the other side of my character, the hard-headed businessman side. I've been no... Oh, recess again. <laughs> oh, we have so many friends. I hope you don't mind. Come in. Mr. Boomer. Greetings, my little prairie flower, and good day to you, fiddleface. <laughs> ah, who is this charming bit of fascinating femininity? Some woodland zephyr fluttering in on a vagrant breeze? No, oh, no. No, this is Miss Clark of the Gazette. Miss Clark, may I present Mr. Boomer? How do you do? Horatio K. Boomer, my dear, at your service. I shall spread my cloak at your dainty feet. Ah, oh, cut it out, Boomer. <laughs> She's a newspaper woman. Miss Clark is writing a story about us for the Gazette, Mr. Boomer. Well, well, very interesting. Yes, indeed. I broke into the Gazette myself last week with a rather large article. No kidding. What was the article about? About the size and shape of a cobblestone, my boy. <laughs> In fact, it was a cobblestone, now that I think of it. Slipped out of my hand and through a back alley window of the paper. I went in after it and was interviewed by three detectives. <laughs> Never saw so many knuckles in one bunch. What, um, uh, what business are you in, Mr. Boomer? He never answers that question without a flock of bright lights in his eyes and somebody shaking him. Quiet, you insolent puppy! At the moment, my dear, I'm the sole local representative of the Ajax Little Gem Guaranteed Fruit Jar Opener. Oh. Guaranteed to open any jar with a simple twist of the wrist or your half dollar back. Oh, really, Mr. Boomer? We always have trouble opening fruit jars. Happy to show you a sample, my dear. Fruit jar opener, fruit jar now. What did I do with that opener? Here's an interesting photograph of my Uncle Macintosh Boomer hmm. playing the bagpipes with his trusty jug empty beside him. <laughs> he was the original pie-eyed piper. <laughs> Here's a turtleneck sweater knit by a girl with tortoiseshell glasses. Might have fit better if she'd used knitting needles. <laughs> the jar opener, Boomer. The opener, remember? Yes, what do I do with that jar opener? Now, here's a fox choker for choking foxes. <laughs> and he checked for a short beer. Well, well, what do you know? Here's the jar opener right here. It, why, in that package? Let's see it. Open it up. Sorry, it's sealed for sanitary purposes, my boy. Oh, well, how does it work, Boomer? Very simple, Simon. Yeah? Inside this package, inside this package, you'll find a brick bat. Oh. Simply take the jar, bat it with the brick, and it'll open like a fractured wall. Chop, <laughs> toodles, chop, 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 and so long, sob sister. <laughs> King's Men with a hey and a high and a ho, ho, ho. Never give up when the going gets rough. There's a way to stay out of trouble. 
Never no tears for the fellow who's cheery Start every day on the double With the hay and the high and the ho, ho, ho You start each day with a go, ho, ho Sing it all the way as you go, ho, ho With a hay and a high and a ho, ho, ho Up go the blinds and you know, ho, ho It ain't gonna rain anymore, ho, ho Sun's gotta shine cause you made it so With a hay and a high and a ho, ho, ho While you buy the paper to do our room in rawhide with a moose head over the bed. <laughs> but I managed to talk him out of Well, that. did you see everything upstairs, sis? Well, I have quite a lot of notes, Mr. McGee. Well, sit down here and I'll fill you in on my background while you're resting. You see, the way I figured one's background is everything. I come from a very old family myself. Really? Yep, the last time I saw my family, there wasn't one of them under 65. <laughs> <laughs> and a happier bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. It's nice to see you. Hello, my dear. Hello, stupid. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know you had a guest. This is Miss Clark from the Gazette, Doc, the Whistle Vista Gazette. Doc Gamble, sis. How do you do, Doctor? I've heard a lot about you. And I've been reading your articles, Miss Clark. Nice writing. She's doing one on us for tomorrow, Doctor. Yeah. Well, well, if I can contribute anything to your notes about Mr. McGee... No, Ms. no, Clark... no, no, no. Never mind, fatso. Never mind. She's got all the dope right from the feed box. Just put your needle back in your satchel, Sawbones. <laughs> Why, my boy, I... Uh, some of my most interesting notes have come from your friends, Mr. McGee. Maybe Dr. Gamble... Oh, no, you, you wouldn't be interested in Doc's cracks about me, sis. <laughs> Probably couldn't print them anyway. Or, or spell them, even. You know, they're such close friends, Miss Clark. Yeah. Sometimes it's all I can do to separate them from each other's throats. <laughs> I'd be very happy to give you my impression of him, Miss Clark. I've known him... Now since cut he... it out, Doc. Skip it. He's got all the stuff she needs. You keep your big, fat prognosis out of this. You mean his big, fat proboscis, McGee? Well, that too. <laughs> just ignore him, sis. Don't write anything down that he says. Don't let his bluster frighten you, Miss Clark. That's just a cover-up. Underneath it, he's really a swell little guy. Hmm. Who, me? <laughs> 
Well, gee whiz, Doc. Oh, he makes a few mistakes like we all do. But he cries hard and he does the very best he can with what he has to work with. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Did you write that down, sis? I have it. That's nice, Doctor. Of course, his biggest trouble is his modesty. It's just that he knows himself so well that he can't believe anyone could possibly have a good opinion of him. But someone does. Thank you, Doctor. No matter how big a problem that boy is faced with, Miss Clark, he always solves it. Yes, you give him a crisis and he'll beat it every time. Thank you, Doctor. You're, uh, you're still talking about McGee, Doctor? <laughs> I am indeed, my dear. While I grant that his veracity may sometimes be questioned, I consider it attributable to an overabundance of enthusiasm rather than to any inherent lack of fidelity to the truth. And his motivation is invariably above reproach. Is that good, Molly? <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Uh, did you write that down, Miss Clark? Yes. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I had no I've idea. I've hardly touched the subject so far, but in closing, I'd just like to say that I like him. Oh, sure. In spite of all that lead, he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Doc, that's swell. My gosh, I don't know what to say. Uh, I... Say, I hate to break this up, but I really must get down to the paper, Mrs. McGee. Oh, don't rush away, Miss Clark. It's been awfully nice having you. I've enjoyed knowing you, Mrs. McGee. If you'd call me a cab... Oh, no, I... let me drop you off, Miss Clark. I'm driving downtown anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Let Doc drive you down, sis. He may think of a few things he forgot on the way down. He'll drive her down, Doc. Yeah. Well, see you again, Mrs. McGee. Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye, Doctor. Uh, yeah, talk to her, Doctor. Drive slow. <laughs> so long, sis. <laughs> Boy, what a story that'll make. They'll really give us a write-up now. Ah, oh, good old Doc. Wasn't he wonderful? Yeah. I've always said he was a sweet guy. Boy, character. did he ever get in there and pitch. Boy, oh boy, I can hardly wait to see that paper. How long do we have to wait for Hey, Molly, I got it. The paper. Here's the paper. I run all the way back from Kramer's drugstore. Well, quick, open it up. Yeah. What does it say? Have yeah. you found it? Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, here it is. By Clementine Clark. It says, During a routine interview with a local couple yesterday, I met a most unusual personality. <laughs> <laughs> this prominent writer, artist, scientist, and physician is one of... Physician? <laughs> physician? Why, that's about Dr. Gamble. What? Why, the whole thing's about Doc Gamble. Don't say a word about us. Heavenly Dick. Why, that's dirty. And I let him take her downtown. Why, that double-crossing, backstabbing, triple-dealing... Wait till I get my hands on him. What's his phone number? If you have a nice table or radio or some other piece of furniture in your home that you're especially proud of, I'd like to make a helpful suggestion. Try polishing that piece of furniture with Johnson's Cream Wax. Believe me, you'll get a most pleasant surprise. It's easy. Just rub on a little cream wax, let dry for a few seconds, then polish lightly. Notice how clean the surface becomes, how clear and lovely the grain of the wood is. That's because this creamy white liquid contains special cleansing ingredients which remove every trace of dirt and fingerprints, then quickly polishes to a beautiful luster. 
There's not a single drop of oil in Johnson's Cream Wax. This means that dust and dirt won't stick to your furniture and light-colored woodwork, and just an occasional light dusting will keep them shining clean. Johnson's Cream Wax is perfect for cleaning and wax-protecting your refrigerator and other white kitchen equipment, too. You'll like it. Johnson's Cream Wax to bring out the beauty of the home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. dirty swindles. I'll get even with Doc Gamble if it's the last thing I... Hey, you know what I'll do? Don't do it, dearie. You haven't heard it yet. I'm going down to the hospital tomorrow and tell Doc I want my tonsils took out, see? What? Why, you had your tonsils out years ago, McGee. Sure. <laughs> and when he gets me on that table under that ether and looks down my neck and sees how I double-crossed him, boy, will he burn. <laughs> no, dearie. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. WMAQ NBC in Chicago.